Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Canucks, proudly sponsored by Locked On NHL. You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill in the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league, from the biggest stories of the day to game recaps. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, your new host, I should say. Lachlan Irvin. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, obviously, it's a little bit weird to be seeing a, a hockey podcast pop back up in your feed again for the first time in the middle of August. You know, August, a very busy part of the NHL calendar, full of uh, full of breaking news and the wildest blockbuster trades, I'm sure. But yet, here we are. Um, it's... It's 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 interesting to be taking on this uh, this show right at this time, but that doesn't mean we don't have things to talk about, like the fact that Jason Dickinson has a new contract and avoided arbitration over the weekend. And but before we get to any of that, I feel like I kind of need to do a bit of a reintroduction, not just to this show, but also to myself. For those of you who have never uh, heard of me before, or even those of you who have and are maybe just looking to get reacquainted. Uh, hello, my name is Lachlan Irvin. I have been writing about the Vancouver Canucks since 2016. I am a born and raised Vancouverite, uh, save for about 10 years I spent living in San Jose Sharks territory over in the San Francisco Bay Area from 2009 to 2019. Um, while I was in the, the States, I, I, I uh, graduated from high school. I moved on to college uh, up in Northern California. And it was there that I discovered that I really wanted to be a, a hockey writer for a living. And I uh, took journalism courses. I began writing about hockey. And in the in the in the in the winter of 2016, February, uh, I start February 2016. I started a little blog called LockInTheCrease.com, specifically just so I could uh, give my takes on the Canucks and the rest of the NHL and whatever hockey stories floated my boat at the time. Um, from there, it uh, I was able to start doing a few uh, podcasts for my local student newspaper. I, di- I wrote hockey stories on our college team. And eventually, all of those in the blog uh, helped me land a gig with uh, Fear the Fin, a, an SB Nation website covering the Sharks, where I was their San Jose Barracuda beat re- reporter, well, one of them, uh, for a season back in 2018, back in the 2018-19 season. Um, I got a lot of great experience. I was able to go cover AHL games in an NHL rink. Uh, I was able to interview players, coaches. I got a lot of the, uh, I got a lot of the value, that valuable press experience, uh, just at the right time when I decided it was time for me to make my way to Vancouver in an effort to really pursue hockey writing seriously as a full-time career. Um, and the last two seasons, have been not just a whirlwind uh, from a real life standpoint and just a real the ra- the real world standpoint I should say, um, but just even for myself uh, in that time I've wrote for uh, websites like Daily Hive Offside where I cover the Vancouver Giants I did a little bit more press stuff for them over there um, I work I wrote a couple articles for Passitabulus slash Vancouver is awesome which was an absolute dream come true for me uh, I launched a podcast uh, during the 2019-20 season called the crease cast uh where i talked about the where i talk about the canucks 
and all sorts of other hockey topics, uh, which started as just a, a one-person production, but now it includes my good friend Cody Sievertson as a co-host. Uh, he writes over at AHL Nux Harvest. I forget his new URL. It used to be formerly known as Comets Harvest. Um, and from that point on, uh, I've also gone on to uh, last season cover my first NHL game as a Botchford Project recipient. Uh, in its second year, I was able to go see Connor McDavid and the Oilers come to town, play a game in an empty Rogers Arena against the Canucks. It was honestly just one of the wildest, weirdest, greatest experiences ever. And to top it all off, I ended up getting to write an article for Canucks.com about Nils Hoaglander and what a great season he's had. He what a great rookie season he had in Vancouver, and that is about my life story up to that point. Um, <laughs> it again, this is a, a this is uh, normally a time where there's not a whole lot of Canucks news to talk about, and all of uh, but here we are, and all of this has led to all of that. Uh, that uh, story I've I, I started off here with is what led me to Locked On Canucks. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, get the uh, get the job a few weeks ago. Um, since then, I've actually was just in the San Francisco Bay Area um, visiting family for two months. I literally got off the plane on Saturday, prepped for the show on Sunday, and here I am on Monday, uh, the sixteenth, recording the very first show. Um, so as for what you can expect from this show going forward as a, uh, compared to say, you know, this shows, this show is not a new one. This show has, has an over almost a hundred episodes under its belt, uh, uh, with my, with the previous host who I, um, and a good friend of mine, Justin Morissette, who did a great job, an absolutely tremendous job. And you better believe he'll be back, uh, to guest host at least a few times while over, uh, as much as, to, or as many times as he wants to, frankly, he's all, the door is always open for him to, to get, to come on here and say his piece about whatever's going on. Um, but obviously I'm going to try and put my own flavor on the way I do the show. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is just as much your show as it is mine. So if there are things you want me to do and there are things you want to see from this podcast, um, specific, and when I say see, I mean that literally because we are going to have a YouTube channel in the near future. I don't have a set date on that. Uh, I've not been, I've not been given one, I should say, but sooner rather than later, there will be a Lockdown Canucks YouTube channel as well as just getting this in your audio form, in the audio form. So, uh, whatever you guys want to hear from the show, I am going to try and provide it. We're going to get, do game previews, game recaps. We're going to try and have hosts from other Locked On shows and even people outside the network to talk about their teams and maybe the teams that the Canucks have coming up. Uh, you're gonna, We're going to maybe do some player profiles, especially right now during the offseason when there's a little bit less news going on right now. And as far as how the schedule is going to go, generally, we're still going to be doing three episodes a week during the offseason. Uh, most likely, that will take on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday sort of format. Up until we get to the regular season again, at which point we will be doing this Monday to Friday. Every day on your drive, on your morning drive, you'll be getting this show. And I'm going to do my absolute best to bring in some guests to maybe do a few weekly segments, like regular reoccurring weekly segments that we can try and uh, that we can try and sprinkle into the into the show's diet. We're gonna, but above all. You're going to get as much good Canucks content as well as what's going on in Abbotsford with their new AHL affiliate, the Abbotsford Canucks. We need to find a nickname for that, by the way, uh, because 
it's going to be very hard to differentiate between the two unless we're just going to call them Abby, I guess, the Abby Nux or something. Um, we're going to do our best. We're going to have an absolutely fun time together, hopefully, trying to make this show uh, something that you guys want to listen to just as much as I want to be producing it. So uh, please, if you have, if there are things you want to see from this show and things you want uh, us to talk about on a weekly basis, uh, I should say myself, please let me know. Uh, we have uh, obviously our Twitter account at Locked On Canucks. You can also tweet at me at Locked On at Lock in the Crease. That is my uh, Twitter handle. I will be happy to do to do and answer questions from you guys as much as we can. We're going to try and do. And we're going to try and put together the best daily Canucks show possible. And that's going to start right right about today because uh, I don't know if Jim Benning... Jim Benning probably doesn't know who I am, but I like to think that he purposefully... Uh, that he purposely left a good chunk of news for us knowing that I was starting this show today because we have Jason Dickinson to talk about in the second and the solid bet the Canucks have made with him. But before we get to that, I need to tell you how you can make some solid bets of your own. Bet Online AG is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or your or use your mobile device to sign up today using the promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's LOCKEDON for 50, your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Ben Online, your online sportsbook experts. Tired of getting killed by daily fantasy sports experts? Don't play experts. Play the house with Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head -head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. A lot of my friends play fantasy sports, and you better believe that I am going to be recommending Stat Hero to all of them. You're in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. -on -one. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on to get yours today. That's stathero.com slash locked on. So the big news over the weekend was Jason Dickinson signing his new three-year deal worth nearly $8 million with an average annual value of $2.65 million, avoiding arbitration on this new contract. And frankly, I think a lot of us are in the same uh, line of thinking that this is a very good contract for the Vancouver Canucks. They are a team that has often struggled with being able to understand you shouldn't be giving the farm away for your bottom six and your middle six talent. You need to save the big bucks for obviously the big names like Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes. I wonder if they have uh, any contract negotiations that might be coming up. But Jason Dickinson is the the contract that he signed here to 
is one of the best contracts that Canucks have signed in quite a while. And I don't think anybody is in the, is in the other uh, line of thinking on that. I think most people will tell you that this is a very good contract. It's manageable. It's under $3 million. There's no, no, tr- no move or no trade clauses connected to it in case things don't work out. But at the end of the day, the minute the Canucks got Jason Dickinson, I think a lot of people, a lot of the experts were telling you that this is a very, that this is a guy who's not going to score a lot of goals for you, which might be a bit of a problem. The Canucks have often been a bit top heavy when it comes to their goal scoring ability, but he does provide a proper shutdown center, which the Canucks haven't really had in a very long time. Uh, Brandon Sutter is kind of the closest they've ever had to that, and even that really wasn't a role that has ever fit him, especially considering that he's had to play up a little bit in the lineup and had to be a lot more of an offensive uh, uh, part of the uh, part of the forward group. So with Dickinson there, actually getting a for a centerman who is who you can rely on to consistently shut down the opponents on the other end of the ice. I think. Bo Horvat often comes to mind as well as somebody who's had to do a lot more shutdown line, line matching when it comes to Travis when with tra, for Travis Green simply because of the fact that he's the best option they have on most nights in terms of what he can do in his scoring at the uh, at the opposing end of the ice while also defending in his own end. But that's never been a role that he should really have to play. He should be able to focus specifically on putting the puck in the net. Dickinson is going to be that guy here. And I think that, it, and that goes a very long way. I have been critical on my other show about the, about the Canucks uh, making some of the big trade, the big uh, trade that they did specifically with Oliver Ekman Larson uh, and going all in essentially again this year, especially on, on a, after a year where they were very, well, they, they had a bad year. Let's not kid ourselves here. They were bad last year. Um, things got, everything that could have gone wrong did, could have gone, and now they are, have, in fact, built this group that is a bit of a hodgepodge mix of great offense, very suspect defense, and at the same time, you have to look at that and go, well, that's actually the best the Canucks have looked in quite some time. Like, this is, frankly, probably the best the Canucks forward group has looked since the team, Jim Benning inherited back in uh back in 2014. This is a good this is an actual serious forward core of about give or take nine players that can actually make a difference and make a serious impact especially in this very weak Pacific Division at least compared to some of considering some of the other deals and signings that have gone on during this offseason. I mean, you look at this, this, you're looking at their depth chart and you see the idea that Jason Dickinson is probably going to be playing third line, likely with something along the lines of Tanner Pearson and potentially Vasily Bud Colson, who is going to be coming in as a rookie. And frankly, that's a perfect spot to put him. It's a, he'll get a chance to work on his defensive skills while also still being on a line that can, at least when it comes to Tanner Pearson, is a bit of a scoring threat. Dickinson's not going to be as much, but he'll be the solid defensive stalwart that they need uh, in that bottom six. And for Brandon Sutter, who is coming back, obviously, on that one-year deal, um, he gets to move down to the line four and not be can, not be such a—have uh, to take on such a huge number of minutes 
as a defensive guy. He can be he will get a few more choice matchups. Might be able to help usher in some of the younger guys or the depth players who will be down there like Tyler Mott. And you see a potential situation where Sutter actually gets to play in a role that fits him a lot better. And Dickinson gets to play in a role that he was built to be. He was built to play in. And they're getting him on a team-friendly deal. The Canucks have often done this thing where they give too much money out to uh, depth players and to role players. Heck, they just traded three of them away just to bring in Oliver Ekman Larson and Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, and uh, Louis Erickson, although that is a little bit of a different sort of situation. Now you're looking at a team that actually might be able to not, not only will they not be as top heavy when it comes to their offensive abilities, they're also actually going to get some help when they're not on the ice specifically in their own end. And Thatcher Demko is going to get a chance to maybe is, is going to get a few better, some better help, especially on the PK, where which has been really, really suspect at times over the last little while. Uh, and you know he's going to be thankful for that. I think that Dickinson is a great fit for the Canucks. I think this contract is extremely helpful for what they've got going on. Uh, going into this season. Now, obviously, the biggest worry when it comes to this contract really has nothing to do with Jason Dickinson. It has all to do with the cap space they have left, which is about $10 million, according to Cap Friendly. It's a little, it's a, it's a bit, it's about 10 points, it's about $10 million, closer to about, close, a little bit closer to about 11. Uh, and when you factor in, uh, I don't know if that includes Michael Furlan's uh, $3.5 million cap hit or not, or the IR, uh, or the money that will come off in when he sits on IR. His career, of course, is effectively ended at this point. Um, uh, it does leave the Canucks with a little bit of, with about, if, it, if that does not include that money, it doesn't, it leaves them at about $14 million, which is probably not enough, but... Now, and that's kind of the biggest concern, is you, if you're Vancouver, you really need to get Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson signed. And right now, they're simply not at, they don't have the number left over for it. So it's gonna, it might come down to a case where you have to choose one to sign with the big money over the other. Right now, that's probably Quinn Hughes, defensive money is defense defensemen are worth a premium right now we've seen it with Miro Heiskinen we've seen it with um multiple defensemen who have gone who have uh been extended over the last little while I believe Kale McCarr uh got a similar contract pretty recently as well uh Darnell Nurse made nine million dollars uh on his on his recent contract um so if you're the Canucks you might have to start considering prioritizing Quinn Hughes and giving uh, him as giving him the full eight by eight or however much it takes. If you can get him on eight by eight, that's great. And then you start kind of trying to figure out what you do with Pedersen later. It might be closer to a bridge deal. You might have to start looking towards uh, a couple seasons down the kicking the can a couple seasons down the road when a couple of your other contracts, uh, bulky contracts, have come off the books. Well, the Canucks are certainly going to use the Dickinson contract as a building block to future success. 
and you can do the same thing with Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors, and they have plenty of them. If you don't know any of them, there are ones like coconut, raspberry, cookies and cream, and strawberry. And if you haven't tried all of those flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They have between only 17 to 18 grams of protein and calories ranging from just 130 to 180. That is a lot less than other protein bars out there. If you And you can order today with our offer going to Built by going to Built.com using the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Okay, one last little bit of news before we wrap up this very first edition of Locked on Canucks. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on was the uh, Abbotsford Canucks have made a couple recent signings. Particularly, I wanted to spend a little time on Tristan Nielsen. Uh, he had, had, prior to this, been with the Vancouver Giants uh, during the last three seasons in the Western Hockey League. And I had gotten an opportunity to see him play live uh, back in the 2019-20 season when I was on the Giants beat. Remember going to games? Boy, does that seem like a long time ago. Now, hopefully we'll be back to that pretty soon. But when it comes to Tristan Nielsen, they're getting a bona fide scorer and a, and a spark plug offensively. He's a very, uh, very good puck mover, and uh, whenever the Giants were sometimes struggling to get offense, they were still able to rely on him very frequently. Uh, in uh, the 2019-20 season, uh, prior to that, uh, the the ending of that, the the premature ending of that season, he had 65 points in 61 games, and he was noticeable every time he he was on the ice. Like that was never something uh, I had a problem with when it came to watching Tristan Nielsen play. I, you immediately notice him out there. How that game transitions when he goes to the AHL is obviously up for debate. It obviously can take some time depending on who you are and uh, your style of play. But he's never been one to also like shy away from the rough stuff. He finished, he had 70 penalty minutes in uh, that, in that 60, in those 61 games uh, where he led the Giants in scoring, or I believe he was up there. He, yep, he was the leading goal. He was the leading scorer on that team. And it's, it, it was, it, he's a guy who would be very accustomed to, uh, the AHL, in my opinion, could be very well accustomed to the AHL right off the, right out of the gate. Uh, I remember talking to some Barracuda players, specifically, uh, a couple of them that had moved over from the Belleville Senators in the, uh, in, in the Eric Carlson trade that the Sharks made that year. And one of those players I talked to was uh, Francis Perron, who you might remember from the Utica Comets, uh, uh, from the Utica Comets days. He uh, also showed up at a few, I believe, one Canucks develop, development camp or prospect camp. Um, I rem at the time, I when he was still in the Sharks system, I asked him like what the difference was between playing in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, considering those teams rarely met. And the thing that he always that he talked about was that it's not as offensively charged. Like it's still offensively charged, but the physicality is much higher in the Western in the Western Conference than it is in the Eastern Conference. Then that doesn't seem all that out of line with some of the things we've heard other players talk about uh, when it comes to the AHL. Um, obviously, those teams are on the the road a little bit more. Sometimes that factors into a bit of a, a rougher game. Sometimes. 
And I think with Nielsen, he's going to be a guy that you can, not only is he going to be able to keep the puck moving and continue to, frankly, add to the arsenal of offensive weaponry that that Abbotsford Canucks team has right out of the gate. The, the Canucks did a very good job at stocking the cupboard with good potential um uh, bubble NHL players, bona fide AHL players. And that team might be a Calder Cup candidate right out of the gate. It will be interesting to see how all these players, a lot of which are coming in brand new to the organization, uh, how they meld together with some of the younger rookies and some of the guys who have been in the system for a long time, like Vinny Arsenault, who recently got a con- an NHL contract as well. I believe Ashton Sautner also got one Uh and uh, Guillaume Brisebois might make an appearance down there as well every now and then. Um, that group is going to be pretty good, and I think Nielsen is going to be able to help them score and while also keeping them, ma- making them able to play at that higher physicality level when it comes to playing some of the other teams in the Pacific Division that they're going to be seeing a lot of, and uh, for most some of these players, for the first time, including Nielsen. I think he's a great fit. I think he was a great signing for that Canuck, for that Abbotsford Canucks team, and I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a a, a huge key to the success for that team uh, going forward. And that just about wraps it up for this very first episode of Locked On Canucks with me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, make sure to check out Locked On Bets. Uh, betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with at lock in the crease you can tweet at me if you'd like you can ask me canucks questions for upcoming shows we've got a lot of episodes coming up for you over the course of this season and i hope you will i will see you around for the for all of them thank you for listening this has been locked on canucks so long